Welcome to the Laurie Lawrence podcast, Stuff the Silver, We're Going for Gold. This podcast came about by me wanting to value add to my online swim teacher and coaching platform, WorldwideSwimSchool.com. It was simply an idea that I'd read and share chapters of the two books that I'd written about my eight Olympic Games adventures. And when I run out of chapters, I'd interview some of the great sportsmen and sportswomen that I'd encountered over the 50 years of my international coaching career. Tell your friends, if it helps one person expand their lives a little or achieve their dreams, it will have served the purpose. If it doesn't do this, try at least to remember, the harder you work, the harder it is to surrender. This one is called Galloping Gold. It's about our Olympic gold medal for the equestrian team in Barcelona. Before Barcelona, Australia had last won equestrian gold way back in 1960 Rome, when the grand old man of the equestrian team, Bill Roycroft, discharged himself from a Rome hospital to ride the show jumps with a broken shoulder to seal a golden equestrian victory. What courage! What character old Bill Roycroft showed! Bill became a legend in his own lifetime. He became a legend in the true tradition of Banjo Patterson's Man from Snowy River poem. The old man with his hair as white as snow, but few could ride beside him when his blood was fairly up. He would go wherever man or beast could go. Thirty-two years later, at a time when Laurie Morgan, his Rome teammate, was in hospital, Bill made the trek to Barcelona. His son Wayne was the team coach, and Wayne's wife Vicky, after her horse broke down, was seconded as assistant coach. It became a real family affair. It had been too long since old Bill's Olympic victory in Rome, and the family hunted another gold medal. Wayne Roycroft became the architect of that quest for gold. Wayne himself had ridden for many years. He had Olympic bronze medal. He had carried the flag in Los Angeles in the opening ceremony for Australia. But he was now burnt out riding. However, the fire for gold still raged within and he had accepted the job as Australian team coach in 1986. Wayne Roycroft became the architect of that quest for gold. For the following six years, he plotted and planned this Olympic assault. He believed this was Australia's best opportunity for gold. He had gathered around him a team of riders that he knew were capable of winning gold medals. He'd gathered all the tried and noted riders from the stations near and far. He mustered at the homestead overnight, for the bushmen love hard riding where the wild bush horses are, and the stock horse snuffs the battle with delight. For me, the most stirring story to emerge from the achievements of our equestrian team in Barcelona was not Matthew Ryan's daring, fabulous double gold ride, but the ride of an unheralded woman, Gillian Rolton. Gillian doesn't even get a mention in the equestrian team's list in the Australian Olympic Team Handbook. The book records Andrew Hoy, 33, 
Farmer, Riding Kiwi. David Green, 32, Farmer, Riding Duncan 2. Matthew Ryan, 28, Farmhand, Riding Kiba TikTok. Greg Watson, 26, Fitter and Turner, Riding Takanga Fred. Now, I know there was a woman on the team, but as I look through the book, I can't find her. Why? The answer is that Gillian Rolton wasn't an original team member. She got her chance only when Greg Watson's horse, Takanga Fred, was injured in Europe prior to the Games, and he had to withdraw from the team. Then, they needed another rider. But the old man said, That horse will never do for a long and tiring gallop, lass. You'd better stay away. Those hills are far too rough for such as you. So, she waited sad and wistful. Only Clancy stood her friend. I think we ought to let her come, he said. I warrant she'll be with us when she's wanted at the end, for both her horse and she are mountain bred. Eventually, Wayne, head coach, called Gillian. Gillian, we need you and Peppermint Grove. Can you be part of our Olympic team? But in the back of the coach's mind was the thought that she was only to be a stopgap rider. They didn't think they'd need her. Let's, let's look at ha- what happens in equestrian. Four ride in the team's event, but only three riders score. The points are dropped on the weakest rider, and of course, Gillian was rated the weakest rider. It's history now how fate stepped in during the thrilling event. Our best performing rider at the time, David Green on Duncan 2, came to grief. David had had a beautiful preparation. Living in England, closer to the high-caliber competitions at Badminton, Windsor and throughout Europe. However, on that fateful day in Barcelona, the best-laid plans of men went astray as Duncan II slipped on a sharp turn on the wet ground. Duncan II was rendered temporarily lame and couldn't finish the course. Now, it was all up to Gillian. Without her, the woman who wasn't even in the handbook, without her, Australia couldn't win the team gold. The old adage re-emerged. A team is only as strong as its weakest link. Here, I feel for those people out there who don't know or don't understand the three-day event, I feel a brief description of this three-day event is in order. First day. Dressage. 25 compulsory tricky moves as the horses prance and dance in a number of different manoeuvres. Second day, cross country. This is an unbelievable day. A day on which horses and rider absorb incredible punishment as they career over 27 kilometres and confront from 50 to 100 jumps. Honestly. How fit must the horses be? Australia's greatest horse race, the Melbourne Cup, is run over 3,200 metres. This is 27 kilometres. So, on cross-country day, the course is eight times longer than the Melbourne Cup. This speaks volumes for the training prowess of the coach, 
to get these magnificent beasts so superbly fit. Cross-country day starts with roads and tracks, steady canters and then gallops to warm the horses up. Then the steeplechase, which is bloody flat-out galloping over fences in which the riders put their lives at risk as they go for broke, trying to avoid time penalties. After this come longer roads and tracks. By this time, the horse is absolutely stuffed. It's here that they take the horse into the ten-minute box for a rest to try to lower his body temperature before they set out on the final cross-country ride. It's so emotional in that ten-minute box. It's crowded. Horses heaving, horses stamping, snorting. Horses lame. Riders jubilant because of their great rides. Riders shattered because their horses are lame or because they have accumulated time faults or even missed jumps. Gillian is in here. She's enjoying herself, soaking up the atmosphere. There's no pressure on her. She's part of the team. She's loving it. But she's only there as an extra. Then Wayne walks up, pats Peppermint Grove on the neck and gives her the news. Gillian, Duncan too has slipped. He's lame. David Green's out. You're it. You're riding for the gold. You're going to have to ride like you've never ridden before. Ian Greenshields, chef de quip of the three-day event, chips in. Gillian, we need you. We cannot win without you. The pressure was now firmly on Gillian Rolton's shoulders. She was now an integral part of the team. And it's true in sport, as elsewhere, that a team is only as strong as its weakest link. Our equestrian team in Barcelona needed Gillian Rolton. In that dramatic place, in that ten-minute box, the course vet walked by. Oh, Jesus, he said. There's been a bad accident at the 16th. A horse has fallen into the eight-foot ditch. You're going to have to haul him out by the neck and destroy him. There's going to be an extra delay. Wayne pushed him aside. Get out of here, he snapped. We're trying to get this girl to compete, to understand. We're trying to give positive vibes, and you're coming in announcing this. Get out. The ten-minute box became a forty-minute box, and Aussie team members gathered around Gillian, giving her support. David Green told her how he was murdering the course. He loved it until his unfortunate slip on the wet grass. This delay is an advantage for you, he said. Your horse will be far fresher with the extra half hour in the box. There, in that crowded box, the committed Aussies of our equestrian team began turning negatives into positives. All the years of striving, the hard work, the tackling together of adversity had welded together in a wonderfully close-knit team. One of the team psychologists was on hand, ready to work on visualisation skills and positive reinforcements. Nearby, ramrod straight, stood 77-year-old Bill Roycroft, a cobra perched firmly in place. 
It had been more than 30 years since Bill performed his historic feat in Rome, and his hair was now as white as snow. Old Bill cocked his head on one side, nudged his son in the ribs and asked, Who's he? Dad, that's the Olympic team psychologist. We thought he might be able to help get us mentally ready. Ah, we didn't need those bastards in my day, growled Bill. What you got to show is a fair bit of guts, son. Piss him off. Oh, Dad, fair go, fair go. This was the atmosphere in which Gillian found herself. Wayne, when he reported to the press later, told them he'd never seen her so controlled, so focused, so determined. The time ticked away and eventually it was Gillian's turn to ride. Her turn to take her life in her hands and go out there for gold. She leant over. She patted her beloved Peppermint Grove on the neck. He was hard and tough and wiry, just the sort that won't say die. There was courage in his quick, impatient tread, and he bore the badge of gameness in his bright and fiery eye and the proud and lofty carriage of his head. As she left, the old man called, Go at him from the jump! No use to try for fancy riding now! Wayne's spies dotted around the cross-country course reported back later on how magnificently Gillian rode that day. Her fearless performance put the team in a position to snatch the gold. With the prize before them, it was up to Matthew Ryan and Kiba Tiktok to complete the job. Olympic history records the achievements of Matthew Ryan and his steed. Australian history records how Matthew Ryan, the man from Hunter Valley, let his pony have its head and swung his stock whip round and gave a cheer as he raced him down the mountain like a torrent down its bed while the others stood and watched in very fear. He sent the Flintstones flying, but the pony kept his feet. He cleared the fallen timber in a stride, and the man from Snowy River never shifted in his seat. It was grand to see that mountain horseman ride. Through the stringy barks and saplings on the rough and broken ground, down the hillside at a racing pace he went, and he never drew the bridle till he landed safe and sound at the bottom of that terrible descent. Weary horses, their sides flecked with foam, had completed 27 kilometres, and between 75 and 100 fences and jumps by the time they'd finished the cross-country at Barcelona. Their riders were bone-weary, but how about the horses? They could best be described by Banjo Patterson. But his hardy mountain pony, he could scarcely raise a trot. He was blood from hip to shoulder from the spur. But his pluck was still undaunted and his courage fiery hot, for never yet was mountain horse occur. So ended day two. The horses were ferried home and the team vet arrived. Ian Greenshields, Wayne, Vicky, two stable hands and the vet worked all night on these exhausted animals, getting them ready to pass the veterinary inspection for the next day. They used laser beams, magnetopulse, 
ultrasound, modern machinery that alleviates soreness. They even massage these weary horses. Wayne had the stable hands lead each horse up and down, and he and his dad appraised them with the experienced eye of the bushman. They would leave no stone unturned. They picked out sore spots by watching the horse's gait. Then they worked on them so that the next day the horse could be part of the team. In equestrian, it's not one or the other, it's a team, man and beast. Next morning, the atmosphere was electric. Finally, the gold came down to Matthew Ryan and Kiba TikTok. If Matthew and Kiba could complete the course and knock down not more than two rails, Australia would win the team gold and Matthew would take the individual gold and become Australia's only dual gold medalist. The team psychologist walked up slowly to Vicky Roycroft. Vicky, earlier that morning, had taken Matt through a show-jumping dress rehearsal using Duncan II. Duncan II had now recovered from a pinched nerve. The psychologist said, Vicky, we're going to have to do something positive with Matt. He's talking negatively. He's talking about knocking down two fences. Well, the old man with his hair as white as snow prickled. Piss him off. Matt's talking positive. At his last two internationals, the horse that he is riding knocked down seven rails. Seven rails at badminton and five rails at an event in Europe. Five rails is the absolute best that Kiba TikTok has ever done. He's talking real positive. He's talking about winning double gold. Piss him off. Matthew Ryan now had the opportunity to put all the skill he'd learnt over many years to good use. The nine-hour days he'd spent in the saddle leading up to this competition were about to bear fruit. His dedication and persistence would be rewarded. He put on a display of controlled riding rarely seen before in Olympic competition as he nursed, urged and became one with Kiba TikTok riding a perfect round up to the last jump where they displaced one rail. It was sensational. Victory was ours. It is important here that we pause and thank David Green for his great team contribution, even though David was denied Olympic gold by not finishing. How bitter was that pill for a fine sportsman to swallow. It's important too that we applaud Andrew Hoy and acclaim Matthew Ryan, but down by Kosciuszko, where the pine-clad ridges raise their torn and rugged battlements on high, where the air is clear as crystal and the bright stars fairly blaze at midnight in the cold and frosty sky, and where around the overflow the reed beds sweep and sway to the breezes, and the rolling plains are wide. Oh, Gillian Rolton, you're a household word today, and stockmen tell the story of your ride. Gillian Rolton, the weakest link, we salute you. You became so strong. 
Thank you for listening to this latest episode of Stuff the Silver. We're going for gold. To stay up to date with all episodes, please subscribe to this podcast. For more information, visit laurielawrence.com.au.